0: Hey, hey, there you go. How exciting is that? Oh, man. Now you guys can hear me. You really hear me. I'm really loud now. I just want to make sure that you guys are truly going to hear what I have to say tonight. But, and I'm loud, so i i got to like whisper. i got to whisper. But hey, I am Scott. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I'm in recovery from sex addiction and compulsive overeating. Hey. Uh, those of you that have been part of our landing ministry, don't freak out. You guys are staying in here. And at the end, you'll go over to the venue where you guys will have your guys' uh, very own open share group time and the landing time. So, landing students, junior high, high school, stay in here. Um, I was really trying to think about what I was going to title the message. I don't know why titles matter. They don't really matter all that much Simply because what you have in the bulletin Is different than what I have And I have blame it on the rain That's what I And here's the thing I'm a product of the 80s and 90s I love that stuff And I remember Millie Vanilli Yeah All you that, that You guys Yeah Blame it on the rain Yeah 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 you guys know it Yeah Millie Vanilli right there And when that whole thing came out about uh, lip syncing Man, they did not take it well. And one of, them, one of them ended up going down a road that we've all gone down maybe. Um, but anyhow, he, he did it wrong. But, but here's the thing is 2020 has stunk. Scott mentioned it. I mean, I was doing a count today in my department, and every single one in our department has lost a loved one this year. Lori lost her um, Her grandma. year ago I lost my mom and dad this year Scott lost his dad Uh, Joseph uh, just lost his grandma that's huge and maybe some of you have lost people maybe some of you have lost them to suicide or to uh, the vid maybe they got that Um, maybe it's just old age I don't know but we probably know somebody. Maybe somebody has uh, gone out and used for the very last time. And uh, it's been a rough year. But for us in our lives, what do we do? We can take the words of Milli Vanilli and that song. That song is basically about a breakup. Right? He wants his girl back. And uh, the song is blame it on the rain that was falling, falling. Blame it on the stars that didn't shine that night. Whatever you do, don't put the blame on you. Blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Come on. But here's the thing is, for me as an addict, I never took the blame. I lived the words of Millie Vanilli, and I would come up with any excuse to own my own stuff. So much so that when I was growing up, my nickname, we had we had an amazing neighborhood. And the moms, all like it was like a group mom type thing. And every mom on the block was a mom to us, and all the kids would actually, I know my kids, this is a shocker, would actually go outside and play. Right? So, not sit inside and watch TV and play video games. We'd actually go outside, play wiffle ball, football, swimming. We never played soccer, but um, we did try tackle football once on the cement. didn't work well. Um, we'd play all kinds of stuff. We'd play Monopoly, all that kind of stuff. And we had all these moms. And one of the moms gave everyone a nickname. And my nickname was not me. That's literally my, my nickname. It was not me. Like, hey, did, who did this? Not me. I never would take blame. Even the time, I know, I ate fertilizer. Not me. I didn't do that. And they're like, no, no, Stacy saw you. You did it. I'm like, oh, darn it. I was always that, not me. I didn't want to take that blame. Blame it on anything else. And so many of us do that. It's easy for me to blame my addiction on my mom, on my dad, on my wife, On anybody else but myself what have you blamed the way that you behave on what has that been on rain is a crazy thing I remember getting one guy that would come into my office on a regular basis and he would say hey I just don't hear from the Lord I'm not hearing from God. I read scripture and I read scripture and I pray. I never hear from God. And why is that? Am I not as good enough Christian as others? What's going on? And I think it has to do with the fact we don't understand what rain is. And there is this this thing in California that we like to call a drought, right? And in, in 2018, 2019, we were in a drought. Now we're coming out of that. We're doing good now, but we were in a drought so much so that the LA Times says this: It says uh, California's wet winter was dumped, uh, has dumped an estimated 18 trillion gallons. That's a whole lot of water of rain in February alone, in one month, 18 trillion gallons. But much of it simply is simply going down the drain. It would fill up the Los Angeles River 50 to 70% height. And it would flow. And where does that water go? Straight out to the ocean. So many of us are sitting here and the rain falls upon us, but we don't know what to do with it. And we simply just let it go out to the ocean and we waste it. We don't truly hear and understand what that rain is for. Now, in our house, because of this, we've started collecting water, and now I make my kids shower with the rainwater. I'm just kidding, we don't. But um, that would be awesome. This winter, that's our project. Um, Just kidding. We're not doing that. But here's the thing is they've slowly started to figure out how to collect some more of this, this water. But some of us, there's been 18 trillion gallons of water dumped on you. And you've got it written in your notes, you've got it written in your Bible, you've got it written in your prayer journal, but you don't have it written in your heart. It hasn't hit your heart yet, and you have a hard time trying to figure out what to do with that. You don't know what's going on. Instead, it's just simply running off. Maybe you even have it in knowledge up here, but those 18 inches from here to here hasn't quite made the journey. That was me. Grew up in a Christian home, went to a Christian school. Christ was a grade. Jesus was a grade for me. I got A's all the way through Bible class. I did good up here. But it took me 23, 24, 25 years to slowly travel those 18 inches to my heart. You stay stuck and you let the rain run off. You blame it on the rain. You blame it on the program. The program wasn't good enough. You blame it on maybe prayer. I didn't pray hard enough, so that's why I relapsed. You blame it on your sponsor. If my sponsor only would've sponsored me better, if he only would've called me back, if he only would've done this, if he only would have pushed me in my recovery. It's not your sponsor's job, it's your job. We blame it on our parents, we blame it on our spouse. In the step study guides, there's that what if question that's asked. I hate that question, because I'm a what if kind of guy. Well, here's the thing. Rain is a lot of different things. In the word of God... It describes what the Word of God is in a lot of different ways. It says it's a double edged sword, right? It says it's the bread, right? And it says this it says that the Word of God is like rain on our life. See, the Word of God waters our soul, water your thoughts. Water your thoughts. Everybody does it. And you go, Scott, what do you mean by that? When I have a negative thought, guess what? I water it. I ruminate on it. I chew on it. I think about it. I let it get in there. I stew on it. And then guess what happens? Resentment. Yeah. And the resentment is what? Our number one offender. I remember coming out of a meeting recently and I was uh, talking to somebody and he uh, after I got done talking, he goes, You got a resentment. No, I don't, not me. All right? That's my blame it on the rain. I'll blame it on anything else. Yeah, you're right, I do. I've got to work on that thought. We water our thoughts, if it's a good thought, if it's a a joy, love, peace, patience, Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, whatever's good, whatever's noble, whatever's pure, whatever's just, whatever's right, dwell upon these things, right? We try to dwell upon those things and then there's that one thing that happens and we have those bad thoughts, depression, and it lets us sit there, sit there and stew and we water it, nobody loves me, nobody cares about me. Look, I haven't had a text in three minutes. Look, I posted this on Facebook and I only have one like. Are you kidding me? This was a genius thing. There should be more likes and comments. We have resentments that we stew on, we think about. I mean, how many years have you held on to that one thing that you're never going to let go? Maybe you're a pessimist. Everything's bad. Everything's bad. Nothing's good. Do you hold on to it? Feed it? Well, of course the election happened like that, duh. Right? Of course this happened. Of course I got the vid. Corona, the vid. (laughs) Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11 Says this for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return. To me, empty, but it shall accomplish that which is pur- uh, that I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The rain comes down, it nourishes the ground. We're in the Central Valley, and guess what? We grow, well, I don't grow anything, but since I don't grow anything, I say almonds. But if you're an almond grower, you say almonds. So we grow almonds around here and some other stuff as well. But here's the thing is the word of God is like that and should be like that for our soul. That the word of God should be nourishing us and taking care of us and the things of the Holy Spirit should be growing out of us and infecting those around us, returning to God in a way that's a blessing. And that's what the scripture says in Isaiah 55. So no, we don't blame it on the rain, but the word of God is like rain in our life. Is the word of God like rain in your life? When you wake up, do you crave it? So I think I'm snoring a lot more lately. And when I wake up in the morning, my mouth is pretty darn dry. And the first thing I try to do is get some water in my mouth. I know that because I'm, I'm laying on my back and I'm... And I, my wife's like, oh, no, you don't snore. I love it. Thank you. But I think I am. So here's the thing is I crave that water. Do you crave the water for your soul every single day to wake up, to open the Bible, and to read it? To wake up, to listen to the Bible, and read it. As a church at Big Valley, we're now walking through, yesterday was day one, today is day two. We're walking through the book of Philippians. Are you opening up and reading those three, four, five verses, the word of God, the rain for your soul? And here's the thing the rain falls on everyone. Guess what? Corona didn't just happen to you. When everything shut down and we couldn't find toilet paper, it wasn't just you. (laughs) Scott Miller had it all stocked at his house. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It wasn't just you, it was the world. I thought that my parents were the only ones that died. But reality happened today when I sat and I was going around our room. Death happens to us all. Life happens to us all. Guess what? You're not the only one sitting in this room with hurt. That's one of the reasons why we have gender specific, issue specific groups. So you can sit in a room with other people that have like issues or like hurts. That you would understand that you're not alone. It falls on everybody, the just and the unjust. See, some of us walk around judgmental. We like to be the Holy Spirit in other people's lives. We like to walk around and tell everybody else what they did wrong. We like to do their inventory for them. Oh, I know they didn't do their fourth step, but I did it for them, so we're good. (laughs) What? Some spouses are like that, I know. Mine isn't, but some are like that. We're judgmental. We know it. I just watched a video today of some guy that punched another guy because he wasn't wearing a mask. What? How dare you not wear a mask? Boom. What? That's crazy to me. So now I'm going to wear a mask as I, as I go out. But um, some of us get jealous. We live in the social media world, and we see whatever's on Twitter, whatever's on uh, Facebook, whatever's on Snapchat, whatever's on—I uh, don't even know the other ones out there, right? Uh, Instagram, whatever it is—and we see what everybody else tries to present to us as amazing, and we get jealous. Well, how come I don't have that? How come that's not? How come my family's not all sitting around playing Risk? And we get upset. By the way, we played Rescue My Family the other day, and I dominated the world, just letting you guys know that. Right, right, right. It was awesome. I beat my 12-year-old. It was great. <laughs> ah, I still got it. I still got it. But here's the thing. Is so many of us, we get jealous. We go, what about me? What about me? We get selfish. How come I don't have 12-year sobriety? We sit around the rooms and we go, hey, how come my wife doesn't love me like that? How come my husband doesn't behave like that? Hey, how come I'm single? Well, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, it says these words. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. The sun rises and sets for both, the good and the bad. The rain falls on the good and the bad. Everybody gets the rain. The question is, what are you doing with the rain? How are you letting that rain affect your life? So I ask you, what do you build your house upon? What do you build your foundation upon? If you came to the night of worship, I'm going to tap into what I shared that night a little bit tonight. And it says this in Matthew chapter seven, verse 24 through 27, it says this, everyone then who hears these words, the rain of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall because it had uh, been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it." What have you been building your house upon? Have you been building it upon the rock or have you been building it upon the sand? When the storms of life, when COVID happened, when it went down, when Governor Newsom said, shut it down, did everything crumble around you? Or were you standing firm on the rock? Did it toss you to and fro? It freaked me out for a little bit. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I just kept coming to work out of spite. I'm coming to work. I don't care. Nobody else was showing up. There's a few people around the office, but it was just like ghost town. But I was still coming. Did and do the troubles of the world shake your foundation? To wash it away. To erode it. To destroy it. So not only what are you building your house upon but what do you choose to nourish your soul with? What do you choose to nourish your soul with? i like to go back to 1 Kings chapter 17. This is an amazing story. Now Elijah, the Tishbite of Tishb, Tishbe or Tishb, I don't know, either way, in uh, Galeed said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. He says, It's stopping raining. You're going through a drought. You're done. Guess what? This God that you've been worshiping, Baal, which we're going to get to in a minute, who you claim is the God of rain. I'm going to show you that's not true. This mess that you chose to believe was God is not God. That porn site, that affair partner, is not God. That spouse that you had that you would do anything for to help them, is not God. That food, that pizza, that bowl of ice cream, that oreo cookie you dip in milk. Is not God. Your kids are not God. And I'm going to show you because it ain't going to rain. You're going to go through a drought. Well, they got tired of that. And Ahab calls everybody together, all on top of a mountain. And we pick up in 18, verse 21, it says this, And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you go limping between two different opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. Hey, we're about two slides up. Go two more slides forward. Boom. There we go. Thank you. Here's the thing. How long will you go limping? How long will you go limping along in your recovery? How long will you be torn to and fro by using and not using? By relapsing or we don't want others to think bad about us so it's a slip. Right? How long are you going to be torn to and fro? How long are you going to be limping between them? Having that tough decision. Are you done? I mean, are you truly done using? Sometimes we have to mourn the loss of the things that we are giving up. We have to be done with it. It says this a few verses later in verse 27. Because here's what happens is now he goes, Elijah says, Hey, here's the deal, we're gonna do an offering. You get a bull, I get a bull. You cut it up, I cut mine up. You guys do whatever you guys do and you guys call upon your God and let's burn this sacrifice. I'll do whatever I do to this bull and we're gonna do a sacrifice. And we'll see whose God calls this fire down and does it, and does it right. This God, this God of rain, I mean, hello. And here's the thing, from it says this, and at noon, Elijah mocked them, saying, cry aloud, and he For he is a God. Either he is musing or he is relieving himself or he is on a journey or perhaps he's asleep and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their custom with swords and lances until the blood gushed out upon them. And in midday, and as midday passed, they raved on until the time of the offering of the oblation. But there was no voice. No one answered, no one paid attention. How many times out of our guilt and shame, because as an addict, I know, I believe all the hurt and pain that happens to me, I deserve because all the crud I did. How many times do we sit there and cut ourselves and try to call upon this God that's a false God to save us and yet reality is it's not a God. It won't save us, it only makes it worse. Is it sleeping? Is it relieving himself? Because mine never answered. Did yours? I mean, I'm not talking about if you did the hallucinogens, but (laughs) did your God answer? Well, here's what happens in 1 Kings chapter 18. It says this, And at the time of the offering of oblation, Elijah the project, Uh, The prophet came near and said, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stone and the dust And licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And at first you go, that's really awesome. But let me tell you really what happened. He took 12 stones and he built this altar. He took the animal that he had cut up and he put it on top of that. Then he grabbed buckets of water big old buckets of water, and dumped 12 of them on top of it. So much so that the water ran out and over and filled this trench of water all the way around it. And it was soggy, and it was wet, and I don't know about you, but I can never start a fire if that's the case. He stands back and he says that prayer. And boom, it happened. (laughs) How many of us in our life Have we called upon God for those that help, and He's been able to reach down into our life and to show us that He truly is God? Scott says this all the time. He never can believe the fact that he's a pastor. I mean, all the things that he's gone through, and that he did, and the fact that they hired him, blows his mind. He's like, "Did you not know I was an addict?" And he's here. How many years now? 24 years. God has been able to help him. (laughs) The fact that at that time, God was able to reach down into his life and boom, light that fire. But that doesn't stop there. A few verses later, in First Kings chapter 18 verse 45, it says this, "And in a little while the heavens grew black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. The drought was over. The three years of drought was gone, and now the Lord brought forth rain to prove that He was God, that it wasn't Baal, but it was God. Meth is not your God. God is God. Cocaine is not your God. Alcohol is not your God. Porn is not your God. That affair partner is not your God. But do you gonna choose to let that rain nourish your flesh? You know, that feel good feeling? The emotional highs that we get because it feels good at the moment? the coping skills that we learned because we didn't know any other way? Are we going to let people be our God, what they think of us? Are we going to let control, we got to control everything around us and everybody around us be our God? Are we going to let our addiction be our God? And are we going to let the rain nourish that? Are we going to let the rain nourish our soul? The rain from Jehovah, the rain from God. Are we gonna choose that? Are we gonna let the word of God be the thing that reaches into our life? Are we gonna let our involvement in church be the thing that reaches into our life? Are we gonna let prayer be the thing that nourishes our soul? Are we gonna let our journaling about our 12 steps and our stuff in our life be the thing that nourishes our soul? Are we gonna let the Rooms of Recovery nourish our soul? I say Yes. Because you're limping between two things. You're going to limp between God and you're going to limp between Baal. Whatever that may be in your life. And so tonight, we're going to close with the serenity prayer. But tonight, I want to offer you something. We have these wonderful things, these blue chips. Now on them, they don't say anything special. Just welcome home. But tonight, if maybe you have been in your life worshiping Baal... And you're willing to stop worshiping Baal. And you're willing to worship God. And you're willing to turn that new leaf. You're willing to say, I'm done limping between two options. And I'm willing to choose God. then tonight after the serenity prayer, there's going to be Lori, myself, and Scott M. And we're going to be up here. And we'd love to give you a blue chip. And this represents you committing wholeheartedly to follow God. To let the rain nourish your soul rather than your flesh. So tonight I want to challenge you with that and maybe you're not ready yet and that's okay that's okay I can't make you your spouse can't make you you got to be ready you got to be 100% done but I challenge you to get that tonight if that's a commitment you're willing to make so let us stand together let us close the serenity prayer and then let's head off to group God so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever the next. Amen. Amen. First-time guest across the hallway. Second-time guests, you can find uh, Mitch and Cindy up front. And then we'll landing, head on over to the venue. I'll see you in a minute.